Tell somebody that you love Jesus, and he's in this place this morning. Hallelujah. Go ahead and be seated. Got a few things we need to knock out this morning. It is good to see everybody. Hallelujah. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Good to see y'all. Amen. Listen, if you look in your bulletin, there's a couple things in there, but there's more things than this that I want to go over. Weekly verse is Isaiah 40, 31. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. That is always an amazing one right there. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Don't forget that if you do not have your Right Now Media uh, subscription, that is uh, something that we give freely here from the church. We're able to give to you. I just need your email address, and it'll go to you. And what it is is there's over 10,000 Bible study videos, uh, children's movies, children's videos, documentaries, histories. It's, it's a ton of stuff. Uh, and what, what it is is something that I can give to you for free. 
you can take it and do Bible study series with other people if you want to. I know there was a group of men that found a topic on there they really liked, and what they did was they started meeting going over it. And a lot of them, you can print out the handouts for free. Some of them require that you purchase a book. But there, there is a ton on there. So if you don't have it, just let me know. All I need is your email address. I sign you up, and you'll have it right there on your phone. I think the Roku has it. There's different places that has it. But uh, there's just a lot of good stuff. So you can put, put it on your child's phone and let them sit there and just watch children's videos, you know, uh, instead of some of the other stuff they watch sometimes. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to leave that alone right there. So there's a couple other things, but I'm going to get into those when we get into the uh, actual service today. Uh, we had our annual business meeting last week, and, and I want to say thank you to a couple of great men. Come on, y'all come out here. They don't have any clue. Yeah, you and Tootie, come on. Come on. Uh, they have no idea I'm doing this, and I just love doing it. So, so Chip and Tootie, of course, y'all know, have been serving as, as deacons here for a long time, and we love those guys, and, and their term had been up. And I just want to say thank you. And so y'all give them some love this morning. Um, Thank you for your willingness to serve. Look, they're still out there serving because you know what? Servants serve. Amen. And uh, so we're, we're just continuing to uh, put them into more work. Hallelujah. Uh, we done found them more jobs. Uh, no. But I just wanted to say thank you again for all your years of service here at the church and your willingness. Uh, but we did have two other men that were elected. Listen, it was an interesting election. Uh, thank you all, guys. I'm going to get the other two to come up here in a minute. Uh, we had to go many rounds because, you know, we had people that were willing to serve. You, you, you got to go through the process. And uh, so we had two, two men that were elected. Um, we got Troy Goche, not Gaither. I know every time I write it, I think Gaither. And, of course, Dufour, just, you know, yeah, Mark. Uh, I always call him Dufour. I got too many Marks in my phone. So, but uh, both of them were elected to serve as, as deacons. So uh, if you have any needs or anything. Feel free to, to go give them a hard time. I mean, uh, ask them for something, and uh, they're going to be serving. And, and again, we're, we're transitioning into different things. We're, we're broadening out our base. You notice that? We're getting more people involved. And we love you guys. Thank you for your willingness to serve uh, and be a part of the leadership team here. And uh, you know what? In a few more years, we're going to have some more elections. We're going to have some more people, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll see what God does as far as that. So thank you guys for your willingness to serve. I just wanted to make sure people knew who you were, uh, if there was anything. Uh, so thank you all. They're, they're getting ready for the offering back there in a few minutes. Now, last week I, I did some uh, new members. One of them had to work, and so I wasn't going to do that while they weren't here. And so Sister Barbara, uh, stand up. Sister Barbara Gaspard uh, is a, a member. She's been a member for a while, but with some of the stuff, we weren't able to announce her. And uh, so we just want to say how much we love you and thank you. And uh, reach your hand over there because I want to pray over her as well. And so, Father, we, we thank you, Lord, that she has decided to be a part of this family, that you have connected us to her with us and us to her. And, Lord, as the pastor of this church, this fellowship, I just put my hand over her right now, and I release your covering, Father. Lord, that her, her home would be a place of peace, a place of rest, be a place of safety. Lord, her life will be blessed in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I speak health over her right now. And I just pray, Lord, visions and dreams that would come to her and, Lord, that you would just use her mightily for the kingdom and use her mightily in this house. And we ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that, shout an amen with me. Amen. amen. Thank you, sister. We love you. Whew. Hallelujah. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes we, you know, with things, we have to move those around a little bit. Uh, we also passed out these other cards. I'm, I'm going to have them right here. And if you want one, they're going to be sitting right here on this chair after service. We passed out these cards of places that you can serve. 
Because people are like, well, pastor, I don't know what I can do. Got you a list. <laughs> Got you a list. Well, I don't know. There's even another. Well, I don't know if it's on the list. Other. <laughs> other. <laughs> so put your name on it and turn it back in because what we're doing is, is we're, you know, as we grow, we're going to need more people to help do things. And our goal is, is, you know, like we were talking with the children that we have somebody that just sits back there and helps in case the teacher has to bring a child out to the parent. We can't leave those kids back there by themselves. Y'all know these kids, you know, that would be crazy. Um, so what we need is a helper, right? And, and if God speaks to you about it being a teacher, then we'll work on that as well. But you may only have to do it once every month and a half, two months, you know, because of the fact we'll have so many people willing to rotate. Now, we do background checks on that as well. Anybody that works with our children, does they are having full background checks on that uh, for safety purposes. But same thing with the nursery. We had five babies the other day. We had one person in there. It's like, you know what? We need some extra mamas willing to step and say, hey, I'll come in there today. And, and tomorrow, we're going to have an extra baby. Uh, she's giving birth tomorrow. So, man, you know, hallelujah. Unless it's tonight, right? <laughs> Hey, listen, we had our kids after revival services, you know, and, and so it's just like we're going up to Bentley again tonight. She's going up there. So, like, we may have to stop in Rapids on the way back. Hey, she's like, no, I hope not. But she'll have her bag in the car, I know. So, but, uh, yeah, we, need, we just need people to willing to serve, you know, that way we can rotate the load and not everybody. You know, remember the rope? I got the rope up here. Rylan set it out for me, and uh, that was from Wednesday. I'm going to talk about that in a little while. But we need to share the load. Share the load, man, and do what God's wanting to do to reach his community. Amen. So, all right. I got all that stuff that I remember. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else, but I'll get to it. But talking about Bentley, we are going to be going back up to Bentley today. Uh, between 4 and 15, somewhere in there we're going to be leaving. It's about an hour drive. Uh, we have to set up our music because we're going to be having live worship up there for them. Yeah. We're just going to have we're going to have revival-style services, guys, uh, in a little church that had three adults and four teenagers. And uh, last week I led worship on an upright piano that faced the side of the stage with the speaker stuff up here. And there was a microphone and it was out of tune. And I'm so good. No, they were picking at me. That, that when I hit those out of tune notes, my voice even followed. And so it just became the joke, you know. Um, but you know what? We're going to go up there and love on these guys, man, and pour into them and, and see what God does, right? You know, it, it, what happens if a spark happens in that place? Woo! And, and the fire of God falls in there, and, and, and Bentley's having revival. We get to be a part of it. So if you want to go, we, we've got some room. Uh, just be here, you know, about 4 o'clock just to make sure uh, that we have everybody. But we're going to go set up our instruments. After this week, we'll have everything more set up, so we won't have to get there quite as early. But if you want to go, let me know because uh, we want you to go. We're going to have a good time, amen. So we're going to get ready to, to do uh, the offering. we got some young men out there training them up in the ways, man. Training them up in the ways that they got the offering plates out. They are ready to come and serve. Hallelujah. Come on. We're going to teach them teenagers to serve instead of uh, ask to be served. You know, I, as a youth pastor, I used to tell the parents, I said, if I can get a dollar out of your son or daughter, we can get their heart. Because teenagers always give me, give me, give me. And when they start giving, boy, you see a change in their life. <laughs> so, so we're going to pray this morning. And, and if you want to give, listen, we've got, you can give online at newlifeag.church. Uh, you can give checks, cash. We, we do all of that. Don't drop your credit card because, I'm, you know, I don't want to max it out for you. I, the Lord may speak to me differently than he does you, uh, and I don't know your limit. 
but uh, you know, we, we want to listen. Our church is a, is a blessed church because of our giving. We give, amen. We, we give, we, we sow into our missionaries. Uh, we, we send money to them constantly. One of our missionaries, I should have loaded that video today. I didn't even think about it. Uh, they've been going into prisons throughout uh, Kenya, the maximum security prisons, passing out Bibles, you know, and, uh, and now they're in a lockdown, so we just need to keep praying for the Barbiers, but uh, their president has locked down the nation. It's just getting kind of crazy. But anyway, so we're going to pray, and we're going to let them come and serve, and I'm going to tell you about something else as well. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that we get to first be in your presence. We get to be in your house and be together today. But, Lord, we want to bless you. We, we come to bless you, Father. We want to be obedient and bring our tithes, and we want to bring our offerings. And, Lord, I pray that you would receive these gifts and smile down upon us. Multiply them here in the church and also in the life of the giver. And as I always ask, Lord, use them around the world, but especially right here in Marksville, Mansoura, Louisiana, to help the lost, reach the lost, and feed those that are hungry and help the needy. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for giving. The young men are going to come around and, and uh, serve. So, so listen, so next week we're going to have Easter. Hallelujah. We're going to have Resurrection Day. And we're going to keep the kids in here, but I, I promise I'm going to do something that's going to uh, keep their attention. We'll make sure of that. Um, you know. But I don't stress the kids you know, making a little bit of noise here and there, so don't get embarrassed if they do. Amen? You know, I was talking to one of the mothers, and, you know, I child runs up here and they're small i'll just pick them up and preach me it's they're not bothering me you know they're kids they need to learn how to sit in the house of god amen you need to learn how to sit and 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 listen and be respectful so hallelujah well look easter is going to be an interesting day today is going to be an interesting day with with what god has already spoke to me about going beyond the palms we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're praying for the fire of God to be released in this place today in a brand new way, in a fresh way. Because too many of us want to wave the palms, and that's all we want to do. But today, we're going to talk about putting the palms down and going beyond that. Because there's a whole lot more beyond the palms. Yeah, this is Palm Sunday, but we're going to go way beyond that. Amen. And there's some things I put in the bulletin. Um, so let's, let's end up this morning. I think the kids are almost, almost done. Thank you guys for serving. And if you have an offering or anything, we have the buckets out there. We're going to put that as well. You know, next week we're going to do communion together as well. And it's also the first Sunday of the month, which is even better because we do communion there. But we're going to do communion together on Easter. And uh, I said we're going to have a, a good time uh, just seeing what the Lord has because I'm telling you, I, I just sense he's doing something amazing. So let's, let's get ready to pray this morning. I'm going to make my way up here and try to get my ears back in. It's a process, you know. Father, I thank you again for letting us be in your presence. Come on, turn your heart to the Lord right now. Lord, we are here for you. Regardless of what's going on in our life, we are here for you. Let there be no distractions today. And children are not distractions, Lord. The enemy is a distraction. Things that turn my heart away from you and my eyes are distractions. Not the noises, not children. Lord, let us just truly enter into your worship today. Jesus. I'm telling you, the way I feel right now, I, I, to me, I just want to go straight to the slow songs. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, you ready? Go ahead.
start this thing out right this morning.
give him praise this morning. Father, that is who you are, as you are the way maker, God.
Listen, if you're out there with the fist trying to fight your battles, you already lost. You, listen, you get out there and you worship your way through it and, and you just allow God to fight it. Because it's already been won. The problem is, is you're still trying to figure out what one looked like. And God said, I done won this thing. You just got to turn and walk away from it. Yeah, but I don't think it was won enough. What you talking about? <laughs> walk away from that thing. Come on. Let the world break open. This atmosphere is ready. Come and 
thirsty for your rain. This land cries out for your rain, God. Let it rain, oh Jesus. Let the dry bones no longer say they are dry. Let the dead no longer say they are dead.
going to teach you a new one this morning, but it's easy. It's real easy.
going to move in our lives individually and throughout the, the church as a whole, not just this building, his, his church. We got to get rid of the junk inside of us. There are things we deal with that, that we know we deal with and we just don't want to admit we deal with because it's going to make us look weak or it's going to make us look like we're, we're not enough. But for 40 days, what did Jesus do in the desert? And what did the devil do in the desert for those 40, you know, after 40 days happened? The enemy is going to come in when we want more. He's going to come in and he's going to try to tempt us. He did it to Jesus. Why wouldn't he do it to us? Why wouldn't he? But when Jesus overcame, because for 40 days he gave himself over to God and for prayer and all that, when he resisted, what happened? The devil fled and the angels came. Don't stop. Don't seek shelter. Let those things go. Let that anger, let that bitterness, let all the things that you have winding you up too tight, let it go. And it's only then that we'll see the rain and the fire. 
this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, turn and greet somebody this morning. Tell them you love them. Thank you, worship team. Whew, that was awesome. Mm. Hallelujah. I want to burn for you. Where's our children at? They go ahead and head out to the back, 40 back there. <sighs> they let me come off the stage this morning. Hallelujah. No, I'm good. Thank you. Hallelujah. Whew. That is called Fresh Fire, if you didn't know. Uh, and specifically, the... Uh, let me see if I can find the, the title of it because it's, uh, it is a little bit different. Uh, Maverick City Music, Fresh Fire. It's their version of it, which is, which is just awesome, man. I love that song. Uh, there's a part in that song that he just says, throw another log on the fire, Lord. And, and you know, I'm sitting here like, wow, that's, you know, that's awesome. Throw another log on the fire. But then somebody come told me this morning because we had it playing during, during prayer time. They said, you know, the Lord told me that the, the cares of the world, the things I've been holding on to, I just need to throw them on the fire like another log. I said, ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Whew. Well, listen, we're going to get into the word this morning, Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Uh, don't put it up there just yet. Today is Palm Sunday, so I have my palm right here, and we're going to talk about that little bitty old palm. You notice we didn't hand out a bunch of palms to y'all. There's a reason. There's a reason. Whew. Matthew chapter 21, starting in verse 1. Uh, they're going to have it up on the screen for you as well. When they neared Jerusalem, having arrived at Bethphage on Mount Olives, Jesus sent two disciples with these instructions, go over to the village across from me. You'll find a donkey tethered there with her colt. Untie her and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, say the master needs them. He will send them with you. Hmm. Verse 4, this is the full story of what was sketched earlier by the prophet. Tell Zion's daughter, look, your king is on his way, poised and ready, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, full of a pack animal. The disciples went and did exactly what Jesus told them to do. They led the donkey and colt out, laid some of their clothes on them, and Jesus mounted. Nearly all the people in the crowd threw their garments down on the road, giving them a royal welcome. Now think about that picture. Others cut branches from trees and threw them down as a welcome mat. Crowds went ahead and crowds followed, all of them calling out, Hosanna to David's son. Blessed is he who comes in God's name. 
Hosanna in highest heaven. As he made his entrance into Jerusalem, look at this right here. The whole city was shaken. You ever notice that part? The whole city was shaken. Unnerved, the people were asking, what's going on here? Who is this? Just stay right there for me for a second. Yeah, pop that back. This is where we're going to spend our time today, even though we're going to go a little bit further on. Now, let me make sure you, you've got this, this picture so far. I know I've brought this up in the past. If a general rode in on a horse, that's a war animal. If two armies were going to meet, that's a war animal. But if the general sent his aid on a donkey, that was a pack animal, which was used for peace. You see, the animal actually represents what's going on here. If Jesus would have rode into Jerusalem on a, on a horse, he would have been speaking to everybody, I'm coming in war. I'm coming to take over. But if he was riding on the donkey as he was, I'm coming in peace. Think about this. The people wanted him to come and take over and run the Romans out. But that was not his plan. He was more concerned. <laughs> they were looking at the outside controls on their life. He was looking on the inside controls on their spirit and on their hearts. They wanted him to come and run off the Romans, but that would not have changed their lives. Because that starts inside. He was more concerned about what was really important. They were only focusing on that one thing, and then they stayed on that one thing. What's going on here? Who is this? Go to the next one for me, please, Micah. The parade crowd answered, this is the prophet Jesus, the one from Nazareth in Galilee. The guy that's been going around for three and a half years, raising the dead, casting out devils, setting people free, opening blind eyes, forgiving the sins, cleansing lepers, all the different things he's done. And now he comes in and they act like they don't know him. That's kind of an interesting story to me right there. Kind of an interesting story. We love to celebrate Palm Sunday. People love to, to get the palms and to celebrate. But, but can I tell you, there is more beyond the palms. The crowd only wanted to celebrate because they thought the ruler was coming in to kick out the Romans. We celebrate because we're celebrating what Jesus did, and then we stay right here. And we set our palm down. And next Sunday, we come back and we pick up our palm and spiritually. And we set it down and we come back the week after and, and we never move beyond the palm. We never move beyond the palm. The religious spirit does not want you to move beyond the palm. The religious spirit wants you to celebrate that the Son of God is coming, but he ain't here yet. See, the, the devils do not deny the Son of Christ. But they don't want you to get a revelation that he's already come. He is in the midst. And as long as he, the, that religious spirit can keep you doing works trying to get there so that when he comes, you're ready, you're going to keep waving that little palm frond sign. Jesus is going to forgive me and heal me and set me free and all of this. You're going to stay right there. But maybe 
it's time we go beyond that. Maybe it's time we get into the Word of God, and I'm sorry right now if you did not wear your steel toes this morning. You know, I'm going to get my other Bible out. Get out my other one. Oh, I got my older Bible right there. It's time we get to the point where we're reading the Word of God and we actually understand it for something. Because you know what? There has been too many people that's been reading the Bible their entire life and they can't tell you what it means. That's because they're still waving their palm. And I want to show you a couple of examples of it. Micah's got them. Romans chapter 10 and 9. We're just going to, we're going to, I'm going to show you a couple of examples so I can prove to you that what I'm saying, I'm not making up. Romans 10, 9 in the King James says what? Most of us know this if we've been saved. That if thou shalt confess the mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart, God has raised him from the dead. Right? We know this. Thou shalt be saved. Okay? See right there. We know that. And that's what we've been taught all these years. And, and when we do Bible studies, we look at that and we say the same thing. I need to confess that Jesus is, is my Lord and Savior, that he's the Son of God. He's raised from the dead. And, and you know what? I lead people in that same prayer. But it's time you get an understanding that there's a little bit more in that verse than that. But as long as you're waving the palm, you're never going to look at it because the enemy does not want you to know there's more into that verse. Let me just put it in another translation that will kind of show you a little bit more. This is why I read different translations and, and things like that because it makes me think about the words. Why? I don't believe my God put any word in the Bible for nothing. Everything has got a purpose, and a lot of them have more than one. Look at Romans 10, 9 in the Passion. And what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation. Number one, you've got to have a revelation. Too many people are walking around, well, I said a prayer. God forgave me. Yeah, but there's, no for, there's nothing in your life that, that shows that. The only thing in your life I see is, Hosanna, there's no change. Let's look at this. It's a revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. That's what he was saying. It's the same message. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. Salvation is an experience. It's not just a word. It's not just something we say. But when we just say it and we act like that's as far as it goes... I said my prayer. I'm okay. Listen, unsaved people pray for their food, but it ain't doing nothing. Right? I, I talk to people that I know where they're not following Jesus in any way, shape, or form, or nothing else, and they're going to pray for their food. And I just laugh because they're twisted. They really do think it's going to do something. But can I tell you the sad reality of this is there's a lot of believers living that same exact denial because we are stuck right there at that one place. We've got to get into the word. We've got to time, get, get to the point where we are looking at what Jesus did and we are looking at what his word says because when we begin to really look at that and allow the word to speak to us and allow the reality of Jesus coming into Jerusalem was a whole lot more than just riding in on a donkey because if you look at the very next section in your word the first thing jesus did was go into the temple and flip over the tables 
And when you study that, you really start learning some interesting things. And I know I've, I've shared this. I'm going to share it again here today. That, that from, from what I have learned reading in that area, because my question was, is why did they allow that to happen? Why were they allowing selling to go on, purchasing and selling in the temple when you go back to the Old Testament and it's allowed? Why did Jesus throw the tables? I guess a better way to put it. I'm all off right there. Why did Jesus pop over the tables when the Old Testament says that, hey, if you're traveling too far, you can actually go and buy your offering? What's wrong with that? Because if you start digging in, looking at what was really going on, it had become a religious system. They were robbing people. They were, they were according to the, the Jewish sites that I read, out of tradition, what was going on, what they believed was going on according to tradition passed down, was is that they were allowing them to hike up the prices and rob from people, and the priests were getting kickbacks. So the very first thing Jesus does when he walks in, he says, hey, it's time we go beyond what you think you already know, and he throws the, temp he throws the tables over, and he deals with the religious spirit in the house, and he deals with the religious leaders, because you know what? It's time as us as believers... We're all religious leaders now. The Spirit of God dwells inside of you when you allow Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and you have a salvation experience. It's time we get rid of the religious spirit that's been controlling us and holding us back. Because there is more. Can I tell you, there is a lot more than what we, we set on our chairs every week and, and ask for. And I've been... I've been you know, studying and reading and asking the Lord crazy questions like, you know, what did the apostles do the whole time? They didn't, they didn't have a Bible yet. What did they do? Well, they, they got some deacons together to go take care of some people so they could study the ancient scriptures and pray. Well, you know what, I, you know what I'm figuring out, Sue? Is this, they probably didn't spend quite as much time studying the scriptures as we think because they didn't really have all of that. So they had to spend more time praying. And, and we say, well, I'm going to study my scriptures. And, you know, we spend an hour studying the scriptures and five minutes praying. Can I tell you that I, I almost think that spending more time in prayer is better than more time in the word, even though they're both important. Don't get me wrong. So I'm trying to spend more time praying than what I'm going to spend studying in my word. And I'm going to increase my study of the word which will force me to get more time in prayer because I've got to go beyond. I've got to find out what's out there because I'm tired of, of watching the things that are going on in the world and saying, well, God, your word says this. Your word says this. But today my challenge is to help you move beyond the palms because in this season we get stuck with the palms and the Easter and this, and they were amazing. But you know what? If we live at the tomb, we're not doing anything. We got to get beyond it. We got to get beyond it. Go to Luke chapter 19 for me. Today, your salvation experience has come if you've never had one. That's what that song is all about. Give me a fresh, fresh fire. God, I want an experience with you. I don't want just something that I said in my life still looks like nothing's ever changed and and. You know, people still look at me as if, oh, you go to church? There's no difference. Look at Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 5. When Jesus got to that place, he looked up in a tree, and who's he see? That kiss. 
Hey, hurry up on down here. <laughs> I love how, how the passion puts this portion. It's a little bit more the way we would say, hey, hurry up on down here. We got to go make some groceries, you know. I still laughed the first time I ever heard that. We're going to go make some groceries. And then they told me we had to save the groceries, and I didn't know what we were saving them from, but I was at my friend's house. and Zacchaeus, hurry on down here, for it is appointed today to stay at your home. But look at this. See, Zacchaeus didn't just meet Jesus and go on down the road. He had an experience. So he scurried down the tree and came face-to-face -face with Jesus. Some of us need a face-to-face -face with Jesus. Some of us need a serious face-to-face -face with Jesus. And, and, and like I saw on Facebook one day, some of us need to let Jesus pull his sandal off and just pop us a couple good times, get us in line like Grandma would do. Just, just pop, pop, you know, get, get us back in line. He scurried down the tree, got face-to-face. -face. As Jesus left to go with Zacchaeus, look at this. Many in the crowd complained, look at this, of all the people to have dinner with. <laughs> all the people to go eat some dinner with. He's going to eat the house of a crook. When's the last time your friends talked about you that way? I'm just throwing it out there today. Hopefully they're not calling you a crook, but hopefully they see Jesus in your life and they start questioning how they got like that. Well, there's a Jesus here. Zacchaeus joyously, look at this, welcomed Jesus and was amazed over his gracious visit to his home. Zacchaeus stood in front of the Lord and said, look at this, half of all that I own I'll give to the poor. And the Lord, if I have cheated anyone, I promise to pay back four times as much as I stole. Stay right there for me. We come to an altar and we say a quick prayer to get ourselves out of hell free. That's about all we're doing and then we go back out and do exactly what we were doing. Instead of walking up and committing our hearts and our lives, our spirit, our mind, everything to the Lord and saying, I'm going to be different from now on because your spirit dwells within me. It's time we had an experience. The problem is there's too many dry places, too many dry churches. I'm just, I'm just singing, thinking, of a, thinking of a song that, that I know. I'm not going to sing it right now, though. It, it's time. It's time. We have an experience. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for an experience that, that somebody walks into church for the first time and they have an experience with God. It's not about a great preacher. It ain't about saying the right words. It's not about the, the music and how good it sounds if we hit all the right notes because I did not hit all the right notes today. So a couple times I stopped playing because I got lost, but I just worship anyways and y'all don't know the difference. And, and, but you know what? None of that matters to me. What matters to me is that if somebody needs Jesus, they can come into this place and have an experience with him like I did many years ago, that I was never the same again, that I've never forgotten. Look at the next verse right there. Jesus said to him, this shows that today life has come to you and your household. There was a repentance and a turning away, was there not? He showed it. And people get up here to the altar and then walk away and they nothing changed in their life. Hmm. And you are true son of Abraham. The son of man has come to seek out and to give life to those who are lost. Hmm. Zacchaeus had an experience, not just a meeting. Maybe our prayer needs to be, God, I'm not going to a church meeting today. I'm going to a church experience. I'm gathering together with my brothers and sisters, and we're going to fight till we see something different. 
We're going to pray until we see the, the Spirit of God move. We're going to worship until we feel your presence in this place and the, the glory of God comes down like a, like a cloud. Instead of having so much of an agenda that, man, i got to hurry up and get out of here before the Baptists get there, you know. And especially next week. How many churches are going to just go to church and get out as quick as they can so y'all can go boil crawfish? Just saying. It's time we, we stop showing up to just a meeting and say, God, I want an experience. I no longer want just a, hey, how you doing, Mike? Thank you for coming. Now I want an experience with God that's for, going to forever change me and make me limp if necessary. Make me limp if necessary. Come on. Some of us need to get to the point where we're willing to climb the tree. Let that sit there for a second, I chip. How many of you are willing to climb the tree? See, the, the, the other problem is, is that, that this religious spirit has got us just saying, Hosanna, 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 and we stay there with the crowd. Zacchaeus said, I, I, no, 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 no. I'm not going to stay with the crowd. Hey, Jesus, I'm over here. You know why I'm loud in worship? I want to make sure he hears me. <laughs> Come on. You know why I get crazy in worship? I want to make sure he sees me. I'm not doing it for you. Because if I wasn't up there, I'd still be doing it down here. Because I do not want my Lord passing me by. But you know what? There's a story in the Word I want to show you real fast. Luke chapter 18. See, we've got to become a church of this way. We've got to become people that says, I am not going to just sit here and watch the Lord pass me by. I'm not going to come to a place and just allow it to be dry and dead because I know I am not a thermometer. I am a thermostat. A thermometer tells me what the temperature is. My, my wife was telling me that, that that nice digital thermometer that we purchased probably needs to, to be calibrated. Because it kept saying the chicken was 100 degrees. And she was like, no, he's been in there way too long. And thankfully, it wasn't completely burnt. Because it, there was no way it was 100 degrees. See, if all you're going to be is a thermometer and say, well, oh, this, this feels good. This, this is, yeah, man, the Spirit of God just feels good. No, that's a thermometer, man. I want to be a thermostat. Yeah, but it ain't good enough yet. Let, let's turn that, that air conditioner down just a little bit more make it a little cooler in here. Let's, let's get in here and start worshiping in the spirit. Let's start worshiping in the spirit and in truth and, and allowing God to enter into this place. And you know what? If I look a little stupid, who cares? Luke chapter 18, prime example, verse 35. Luke 18, 35. Y'all know these stories. I'm just bringing them back to your attention today so that you can understand where we're at. We're to this place that we can't allow it just to keep going the way it is. We've got to get rid of the palms. They're great in remembrance, but we can't stay there anymore. We can't stay there. Luke 18, 35. Look at this. He came to the outskirts of Jericho, and a blind man was sitting beside the road asking for handouts. When he heard the rustle of the crowd, look what he, he asked what was going on. They told him, Jesus the Nazarene is going by. Huh. The blind man yells, Jesus, son of God, son of David, have mercy on me. Those that had a Jesus told a man to shut up. 
tell you. If you don't cry out, the rocks will. Come on. It's, it's time we get, we get fed up with, with these quiet little things like this. It's time we get to the point where we're not even going to put up with mediocre. I know people, and there's going to be people that listen to this online. I, I know better for us. They go to churches that are dead and boring and, and people are going to sleep. And My God, man, I've been in churches where I almost fell asleep. And I was a pastor. I wasn't the pastor of that church, but I'm a pastor and I'm sitting there listening to somebody preach like, y'all got some more mints? I'm sitting listening to preachers preach and almost put me to sleep. And I'm like, Jesus, how do these people sit here every week? Come on, I'm being honest. Because we got to get beyond this thing, man. We got to get beyond this thing. Because if we want to see true change, if we want to see true revival in this place, it's going to take people that are hungry. It's going to take people that are willing to fight. It's going to take people willing to grab up the rope and say, hey, give me some. I'm not going to just sit here no more. I'm going to pull on something. The problem is, is we've been so trained by the religious system of the world that all we're trained to do is sit there and be quiet while the preacher preaches. Come on. I, I told you this the other day. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off topic here for just a minute, but, but I, I'll be honest with you. I'm really thinking more of, of this line. A lot of us have taken Sunday morning as being part of our discipleship training. Think about that for a second. Sunday morning preaching is how I'm discipled. And that's why you're about that shallow. Because I'm not digging into the word to the point studying the word the way you should be to be truly discipled. What I'm doing is preaching what God has put on my heart in my spirit to encourage you or to help correct or to guide whatever you need. True discipleship is an everyday thing where you're in the word and you're praying and you're digging in. If your only discipleship is the few scriptures I'm quoting here, that's why you're that shallow. That's why you're toe deep. And you want to stand up here and run with the horses. And you're getting beat on and you're getting wore out. Yeah, but, but I want to be used by God. And that's why you're getting beat up on all the time. Because you're not going beyond the palms. You're not going beyond where you're at right now. God is wanting to take you so much deeper. Those ahead of, of Jesus told the man to shut up. It was the religious crowd that was telling him to shut up. It was the religious crowd that was telling him to be quiet. I am so thankful that I'm in a church that doesn't know how to be quiet during worship. I'm telling you, man, I, listen, I, I can remember Chip and Mike and them, know, I, I've shared this, Dave. You know, I can remember that, that white piano being over there on the side, and it was so close to that little hole in the ground. And, and I was, you know, didn't want to move anything. And so I had my foot halfway in the hole trying to stand up so I could play piano because I didn't want to move it. I, I you know, was being respectful of the house. And, and it was over there in the corner. That little square is one And I couldn't hear over my, my monitor because of the people that were worshiped, even though there was just a small handful of us. And I, w I went back and said, man, these people worship. Whew, I like this. And you know what? I can still hear people worship over my ear monitors at time. And you know what? I love every bit of it. Because you know what? When we get out of that mentality that I'm just supposed to sit here and let some preacher preach to me, 
No, man, listen, I'm here encouraging you and sharing what God's got for today. And you know what? If the spirit of God hits you with it, just amen. Come on, put it down. What, whatever, you know, because you know what you're going to do is you're going to help somebody else get out of their rut. Keep going now. Whew, I got to get back on track. Those ahead of them, that was it? Okay, good. When you get tired of living in the mediocre or ankle-toe deep, you're going to climb the tree. And you're going to yell your way out of it. You're going to yell your way out of it. And can I tell you that your religious friends are going to be like, you is you getting to be a holy roller. Or you know the one I really love? Pastor, they just getting distracting. I, I can't worship. I love that. I'm going to be honest with you. I love it. Like I, I told one of the, the mothers who had the child, I said, listen, if, if, if your child is distracting anybody else during worship, then they really need to learn how to focus on Jesus. So maybe you're here to help them. <laughs> your child is not bothering me. And like I told my I'm up here preaching, and if your child is not bothering me, the rest of them shouldn't, shouldn't even care. Because I'm the one who's trying to follow notes, listening to the Spirit, and keep all this stuff going in something you can understand <laughs> and put together. We, we get so, I don't know, just distracted by everything. Come on, look at Acts chapter 19. I'm, I'm about three-quarters of the way done, maybe more. I don't know. Y'all know better. I was listening to a preacher the other day, and, and, and she said, she said, yeah, I know I've been preaching 30 minutes, but this ain't my message. And I'm going to let y'all sit down in a minute. Well, if y'all are members of my church, y'all know better. Because they stand up when they're doing the initial reading of the word, and it was just hilarious. Acts chapter 19. I think I'm going to grab a little bit of water. Micah's doing such an awesome job up there. He let me come down on the floor today as long as I stayed in between the steps. See, I told him I could do it, Micah. I told him I could. so tied up up there. I don't know why that thing just makes me feel like I don't know. Acts chapter 19 verse 1. Look at this. When Apollos was ministering in Corinth, Paul traveled on through the regions of Turkey until he arrived in Ephesus where he found a group of 12 followers of Jesus. Now, now watch this. Verse 2. The first thing he asked them was did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? He didn't ask them. He didn't sit back and watch it how loud their, their worship was. He didn't do any of that. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? And they're like, no, we've not even heard of a Holy Spirit. That's how I felt when I first got saved. You need baptized in the Holy Ghost. What's a Holy Ghost? That's just kind of the way I felt about it. Look at verse 3. Paul asked, then what was the meaning of your baptism? When I read this, when the Lord brought me over to this set of scriptures right here, I don't want to say I'm taking it out of context, but I think I'm going to use it in a different context. Paul asked in, what was the meaning of your baptism? They responded, it meant that we would follow John's teachings. Too many of us have come in and said our prayer. Went and got water baptized and said, this means I'm now new in life, right? I went down in death and I came up in life. And we put our grave clothes back on and went outside. We follow in Jesus by name only. 
We put on all the right clothes. We say all the right things. We've been water baptized to prove to the, to the world that I'm a follower of Jesus. And you put your grave clothes back on and you walk back out and still addicted. Still a liar, a thief, a cheat. Just like a whitewashed tomb. Still dead inside. <laughs> when we figure out there's more, we'll go there. Look at the next verse. Paul said, John's baptism was for those who were turning from their sins. He taught you to believe in and follow the one who was coming after him. Jesus, the anointed one. When they understood this, they were baptized in the authority of Jesus, the anointed one. And when Paul laid his hands on each of the twelve, the Holy Spirit manifested and they were immediately spoken in tongues and prophesied. Too many of us want an experience of going down into the water and coming up. Everybody cheers is an all exciting thing. But you know what? That water is not just an outward experience. It is an inward. It is time we operate with an inward flow, a river that flows. It's time that every believer can walk out of here and walk up to an unbeliever and they have an experience with a mighty God because that spirit of God is that raised Jesus from the dead is right here. But as long as you think the only job I have is to say, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Who is this guy? Oh, that's that prophet. Yeah, okay. Hosanna. It's when we get rid of the, the palms. They wanted an experience, not just a teaching. Too many people put up with going to a church and sitting under a pastor where there's never an experience. There's never presence. There's never anything. Can I tell you that the teaching is great, but if the teaching is not followed up with an experience, it's a bunch of words. Because if the Holy Spirit does not reveal to you the words in this word, then it is a book. It is a novel like anything else. Only the Holy Spirit can, can bring this to life inside of you. And you have to desire that. They wanted the experience and not just the ability to follow a teaching. Too many of us have been coming to church saying, I want to learn how to follow Jesus. Can I tell you that, man, five minutes in his presence, five seconds, one second is all you need. It's all you need. But we run from it because we're afraid. We run from it because we don't know. We run from it because that's what we've been taught. We've been taught. Wednesday, Pastor John came up and talked about the rope, which I had earlier. The weight of the ministry, you know, the, the things going on. It is going to take all of us pulling and pushing and crying to see the real experience that I'm praying for in this place and this community. The real experience. I want to see the dead raised, the sick healed, the lost found, the addict set free, marriages restored, love restored between loved ones. And when we're all in one accord, that fresh fire will fall. That fresh fire will fall. Guys, what is stopping you this morning from going beyond? Well, I didn't know, Pastor, or I think I'm good already. Yeah. Man. When, when, we, when, we, when we get to the place that we think we're good, woe is us. When I think I have arrived, great is the fall. Listen. I've been serving the Lord for, for almost 20 years in, in ministry. 
And the longer I serve him, the less I think I know. And one of the greatest statements that I heard was of an older pastor. They told me, the more I read the word, the less I think I even know. And every year he read the entire Bible one time in a new translation every year for probably 20 plus years. And he said, I keep seeing more and more in it and keep feeling like, Lord, I have no clue. Because there's so much depth to what God is doing. There's so much he's wanting to open up and, and, and share with us and, and allow us to be a part of if we will only get to the place where we just scream out, I'm up here! And stop being satisfied with just standing in the door while he passes you by. There's so much more to life. So much more to serve in Jesus than just reading a couple scriptures a day and praying for five minutes and, and walking. Listen, it is a relationship. A relationship. People were willing to die for it. People were willing to die for that relationship. I, I just, you know, I, I talk about Peter all the time because it was just so amazing to me that, that if, if this stuff was fake, if, if this thing is not real, you got one of the guys that walked with Jesus, that denied Jesus. He watched what they did. He could have walked away right there. Could have walked away. He denied him. He ran away. He could have walked away right there. But something brought him back. And that's because he had a true experience with Jesus. He had an experience not just uh, like the crowds that sit there and listen to him teach the Beatitudes. And, and he, can, you ever thought about the crowd that would sit there when, when he fed the 5,000? Do you think they even realized that there was only just a couple fish and a little bit of bread and Jesus prayed for it and multiplied? Probably not. And probably didn't even care. But those 12 had an experience. Those 12 had an experience. And just like one of those 12, it is your choice. You can follow Jesus until the very end. But one of them sold him out for 30 pieces of silver, even though he had all those experiences. So the experience alone is not what does it. The experience, though, helps you to get on the right path, and then the rest is inside here. But if you don't allow that experience in, in his, his presence to change you, you will end up just like the other one, just like Judas. Just like Judas. Peter comes back and follows after Christ. He's forgiven. Preaches the great message that, that we know of Acts 2. Goes on to do many, many things. And I, I wish we had more writings about it. I really do. But the part of his story that I find the most interesting was the fact that, again, he could have walked away, but he chose not to. He believed it because he watched it, and, and this is why I use his story constantly. It's easy to get one or two people to die for a lie. You can talk one or two people into it. They, they found that out. You may be able to get five. If you give them the right Kool-Aid, you may get more. But they didn't have Kool-Aid. These were uneducated men, not girly men, these were fishermen, tax collectors. These, these were men. They were following after Christ. And Peter, when they were crucifying him, crucifying him says this. 
do not crucify me the way my Lord was crucified because I'm not worthy. So they put him upside down. Can I tell you that if you are lying to me and I may, I may follow that lie for many, many years, but if they're going to crucify me about your lie, the last thing I'm trying to do, Dave, is to get put upside down. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> he never did, did he? He said, put me upside down. I don't deserve to be crucified like my Lord. I, I tell you that so that when the enemy comes in and said, this, is, this stuff is just a book. It's not real. Look at these people through the years that have died for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we struggle to even live. We struggle to even live for him. And these people were willing to die for it because it's real. As we continue through this Easter season, guys, put the palm down and say, you know what? I am so beyond the palm. I know my Lord just entered in and I'm chasing after him. I'm not going to stand out here in the crowd anymore. Because one of the benefits of believing, being a believer in Jesus Christ with a true relationship is, is I can enter into the Holy of Holies. I can go and sit at his feet. I can go and be with him. I don't have to stay outside the room anymore and lock me out. Because I, I have him here and I can be in his presence. Amen. So listen, today I want to ask you one question first. That either you're here or you're, you're watching online and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior for real. I'm not, I'm not talking about, I just said a prayer and, and, and no, I'm talking about like legitimate, you know inside of you that I need Jesus today. I need Jesus today. I just want you to get up and get up to the altar and I'm going to pray with you. But can I tell you that most of it's going to be between you and him. I'm just helping prime the pump. But I am going to pray with this before we, we do that. Same prayers we heard before. So let me pray first. Maybe you're online today and you want to you pray this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me and wash me from all that I have done. And right now I confess, I speak forth from my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That Jesus, you were beaten, crucified, and died to forgive me of my sins. But the Father brought you back to life. And now you sit in heaven with him. And because of that, I can now live as free, set free from the sins of this world. Free from addiction. Free from, from all the things that would control me. I can be free through the, blood of, through the blood of Christ and through his spirit. Through the Holy Spirit of God. Thank you for forgiving me and thank you for allowing me to be your child. Amen. Listen, if you're online, put that, that text up there. If you're online and, and you want to text in, we have something on there, just text it in to us. I want to know about it. Amen. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I want to come to the altar for a few minutes and I just want to walk up there and tell the Lord, Lord, I, I want a new experience. Just get up and do it. Don't let anybody get in your way. What if John Paul had climbed up the tree before Zacchaeus? Then Zacchaeus wouldn't have got what he got. All right? Don't let nobody get in your way. There's power in walking up and saying, God, I want this.
that expression of getting up sometimes and just walking. It does a lot. It does a lot. So just find you a place real quick if that's you. I'm not going to hold you any longer than we need to today. But I don't know about you, but I want a fresh touch. I'll allow your spirit to move today. Fresh fire, Father. Fresh fire, God. Fresh fire. We need a fresh, fresh fire. You desire. I want to burn for you. I need a fresh, fresh fire. Thank you, Lord, for your fresh touch. Thank you, Father, for your fresh touch. Lord, I thank you for the lives that are being changed right now through your presence. Thank you for the people that are right now feeling a a calling that they've never felt before through your spirit, God. Have your way inside of us today. Have your way today. Thank you, Father. Yeah, you can put on that fresh fire that I had pulled up early, just really low, really low. So listen, we open up the altars at this time. It's an opportunity for you to just go up and spend some time with the Lord. Just because you're going to an altar doesn't mean you're going up there because you've got massive sin in your life or anything else. It's just an expression that you're bringing to him, saying, God, I just want some more today. God, I just want some more. tell you this, the more, the more time we spend at an altar, the more free our hands will become to grab a hold of the rope. The more free our hands will become to, to allow God to release things into our life. Fresh touch, Shake us like like Jesus walking in shook the city. Release your voice today, God, like again Jesus did when he says, I am. And it knocked all the soldiers back. Give me a 
Release your wind in this place today. saying today I declare the end from the beginning and of ancient times the things that are yet to come what is to come more saved souls the harvest is plentiful the laborers are few. Look to the fields. Harvest time. You see golden, golden ground, shining, bright, ready to burst forth. But when the fields become white, the mold has set in. And it's almost too late for the harvest. Who have you missed today? Who have you missed yesterday? Who at the sound of my voice today needs to make things right with the Lord? The Lord says, I've given you everything that pertains unto life and godliness. I've paid the ultimate sacrifice. And today I say to you, today is the day of salvation. Today means now. The Lord says, this is not a dress rehearsal. The Lord says, now is the time to make things right with me and also to be my arms and my legs to lead others to me. Thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Father, thank you for that word. Come on, if you're here this morning and you need Jesus, you need to get up. No reason to wait till tomorrow.
all stand up with me this morning. Mm. Father, give us fresh fire. Fresh fire, God. Lord, I speak to those things that keep us chained down, that keep us held back, that keep us bound to the old ways. I speak to you now in the name of Jesus. I command you to release them right now. Just because the old ways are the old ways doesn't mean they're not a bondage at times. Not all traditions are bondage. But some traditions become religious and bind. And I command them to be released right now. A fresh fire to move. Mm. Create in us a new wineskin, God. That we can hold what you are doing today. And not keep looking to what you did a hundred years ago is the only way. Use us, God. To reach the harvest before the fields turn white. Give us the burden, God, for the timing is now, not next week, not next year, but now, says the Lord. Use us, God. Make us feel the timing, the, the fact that we need to do it now. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, I love you guys. Let's get beyond something. Amen. Get beyond something. Let's get out there and change the world. Hey, we're going to be leaving here. It, it, it's no later than 415. If you'd like to go with us tonight, just a small church. You know, our prayer is, is that we, we go up there and we get to have fun worshiping and loving on people. And you know what? We're praying God just brings a spark because we know where things are dry, they catch on fire really fast. Amen. So... Love you guys. Thank you all. Hey, don't forget Wednesday we'll be here. We're going to have an amazing time in the presence of God is again like we did last week and every week it seems like. Hallelujah. It's a good, good problem to have. Uh, not that it's a problem. But continue to pray for each other. Pray for our church. And Miss um, Julie said thank you to everyone uh, for all of the outpouring of love. You know, Julie Dalgo, uh, she went and spent some time with her son. And uh, she was really wanting to be here today to thank all of y'all. And it's just like, listen, go spend some time with your son. <laughs> Go spend some time. She just lost her son, so her youngest son. So keep praying for them as well. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you all. Drink the rest of the coffee. And don't forget your children. <laughs>